Welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of Under the Week. I'm Jasmine Arnell-Smith. And I'm Hannah King. Our episode today is brought to you by MSLS and the College of Law. The College of Law offers the largest range of flexible, practical legal training programs in Western Australia, with online, part-time and full-time study options and more than 10 start dates, you can fit PLT around your schedule. Google the College of Law to learn more. Today's episode focuses on working at the Australian Federal Police, or AFP for short. Due to security reasons, we are unable to release the names of our guests. They tell us about their work and how they got their roles at the AFP. We hope you enjoy the episode. So if you could, two could just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, um, I'm a proud Murdoch grad. Um, looking forward to being here today to tell the listeners a little bit about myself and our profession. So I'm also an ex-Murdoch grad, but also I did a degree at UWA. So I've been at the AFP for just over a year now, and I've done a psych degree and a crim degree at Murdoch's. The psych degree was at UWA. Right, cool. And I guess if you could just explain to our listeners in brief what your role is really at the AFP. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my role is pretty dynamic and responsive to whatever requirements are going on in the office. Um, I work primarily with matters under the transnational serious and organised crime umbrella, um, and that's an area I'm really passionate about, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so I kind of have three main roles. Mm. So the first one is investigative support. So I assist investigators with a range of tasks um, in response to ongoing operations. Um, I also do a bit of intelligence support. So I collect um, intel from a range of sources um, on potential targets and then make assessments based on that information and then relay that to investigators. Um, and finally, um, I do have a law degree as well, mm. so I utilise that quite a bit um, and provide support in relation to disclosure for a number of matters that we have approaching trial. Right, okay. And so I work in the NOSC, which is termed as the National Operations State Service Centre. Right. So they're based in every state as well as in HQ in Canberra, and they mm. receive every incoming referral from an external agency, from members of the public, etc. So what we do is we receive all the incoming referrals, put it forward to the bosses, and they see whether or not we can investigate it based on capacity or prioritisation. Additionally, I work in property and exhibits. So anything that's seized comes into our possession. And as a registrar's role, it's your your job to take care of the care and custody and continuity of all evidence. So we take it in a sealed state, ensure it stays sealed, and then sign it out to members when required. Okay. Right. Okay. So how did you guys get into working for the AFP? Um, I think both of us have kind of um, unusual stories. Mm. Um, So I started as an intern, um, which was an incredible experience. So um, it's a bit of an unofficial recruitment pathway uh, that we have in Mm. the Perth office. And yeah, it's a collaboration with Murdoch Uni at this stage. We're hoping to um, broaden it out to some other unis, but at the moment, yeah. 
And yeah, that was a great introduction. Um, amazing foot in the door. Mm. I definitely would not be here today if it wasn't right. for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the usual recruitment pathway is quite uh, long and arduous. So yeah. Yeah. So on that note of internships, then how do you, as you said, it's collaborated with Murdoch mm-hmm. here. So then is there a, requir- a requirement as to the degree that students need to be studying? Is it only available to crim students or law students or so forth? Yeah. So at the moment, it's only available to criminology students okay we're hoping in the future to broaden it a bit yeah but I had a very similar thing I did the internship the year before you Mm. and it was such a good experience everyone is so excited to tell you their stories and hear how everyone got to where they did and everyone has such a different story but you get exposed to everything Mm-hmm. So people that I work with, they have been in the role for a really long time and they've mm. only really seen that one thing yeah. versus we got exposed to everything. We got to mm. see every part of the business yes. and had a really good overarching view of what the AFP does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So day to day, what was that internship like. sort of like? Yeah. What was involved in it and how long did it run for? So it was um, 12 weeks for me. I think right. yours was the same. Yes. Yeah. And it was four days a week, full time. Um, and it was mainly admin but everything, mm-hmm. it would be different every day. So depending on mm-hmm. operational activity, if something, if there was a big job or something, we'd be involved in mm-hmm. the planning or anything like that, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was really lucky as well. Um, I got a lot of brief preparation to do, like brief mm. of evidence prep. Um mm. And some other like really involved tasks mm. for yeah. matters that were at trial. Um and yet, so you definitely like are not going to be stuck, you know, photocopying and yeah. copies yeah. for people. Yeah. It's yeah. much more interesting. <laughs> you get there, they're like 12 weeks, look, so you better get used to the cafe yes. down the road because you will be there all the time. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. exactly. And by the end of that 12 weeks, you're definitely um, a part of the furniture, okay. you know. Okay. You're, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, very well integrated. Yeah. yeah. So is there any sort of like application through Murdoch that you have to do for the internship? I got an email. I think they just emailed it to everyone that matched the criteria of yeah. you've got a good GPA, you've got a year left in your degree yeah. and something yeah. else. And so I just applied. I actually didn't think I would get it because I actually yeah. studied at Murdoch externally. So oh, I knew no one. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I was working full time um, pretty much and yeah, studying externally. So I didn't know if I would actually get in just because I knew no one in crim or anything, but yeah, yeah surprisingly got in. So yeah. Hmm. And what led you guys then to actually sort of explore the AFP? I know we said like the internship is what sort of led you to get that job, but what was it that when you saw the internship available, you were like, yeah, no, this is something that really interests me and this is something that I would like to be involved with? I think it piqued interest because they are this organisation when you don't really know what they do mm. and that's kind of what made me want to apply. I just <laughs> yeah. want to know just, more. I want to know yeah. what yeah. you do. Yeah. It piques your curiosity it does. for sure. And, like, you go on the website and you think, oh, okay, like, I can see what type of crime types they look at. But yeah. it's not as in your face as, say, WA Police when you kind of have an idea of what their day-to-day yeah. is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's what kind of piqued my interest. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm similar. Um, I'd always, you know, felt a natural kind of pull towards, like, criminal justice. Um, yes. Particularly yeah. transnational crime mm. um and yeah when I began looking at career options and I like explored the AFP um I kind of became very like tunnel visions about mm. it at that point I was like yeah. this is what I want to do um really long term I want to work in um like international diplomacy and okay. like transnational criminal policy yeah, development wow. yes. um and I think yeah that's 100% possible in the AFP mm. yeah cool. awesome 
So do you guys, I know you mentioned before then, as like you mentioned the rigorous sort of application process that sits outside of um, the internship path, which is maybe somewhat unofficial. So do you guys know anything about that or can speak to what that is like in, in a sort of yeah, um, specific terms as you can get? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a lot of sort of grad programs in uh, entry-level roles for government agencies, there's about, I think, seven or eight stages to the application wow. process okay. um, <laughs> yeah. involving, you know, uh, cognitive testing, physical testing, yeah. um, medicals, psych- psychiatric evaluations. Wow. Um, yeah. And so when you apply then, what kind of role are you, you can apply for different roles there or is it sort of like as yeah. an officer or what is it that you then move into? Yeah, there's a few options. Um, so we have a graduate program that's open to tertiary graduates um, of a range of disciplines. Um, and we also have entry-level recruit pathways for uh, like sworn police officers and protective service officers, yeah. which you don't need a degree. I think the minimum is um, year 10. Yeah, year 10 or year equivalent. Year 10 or equivalent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You mentioned earlier sworn and unsworn officers. Could you kind of elaborate on the differences of that in terms of their roles in the AFP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, the way they the way they do it as a – specific way of explaining is sworn PSO or professional staff. Right. So sworn okay. is a police officer that has full police powers. Okay. And they're, okay. they're the ones like, like WAPOL, but they will enforce Commonwealth legislation versus right. state. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then you've got your PSOs, which are protective service officers. Mm-hmm. So that is our protection division of the AFP. So they protect diplomatic buildings or when uh, a okay. parliamentarian yeah. visits, they will ensure that they're safe and transported. Yeah in a safe way. Okay. And then you've got professional staff, which covers actually quite a lot. Like we're yeah. both professional at the moment, mm-hmm. but you've got corporate, your core corporate of HR and finance. Oh, yeah. And then you've okay. got intelligence officers, mm-hmm. are sometimes unsworn, and same with some forensics and digital forensics that are also unsworn. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So I guess jumping back to the sort of applying process, people always sort of want to know, what do I need to do to stand out? What do I need to do to kind of get my foot in the door? And maybe if that is an internship as like a big way, is there any other things that maybe, you know, usually like a good indicator or is it just sort of like if you survive the process, (laughs) you can do the beep test? (laughs) Yeah. Or how competitive is it? Do you know if it's like quite competitive? Yeah, it it definitely is competitive. Um, I don't know. I have quite general advice for people who are like in the grad application process. Um, And this is what worked for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I did it a kind of unorthodox way. But my advice would be like, be authentic Mm. and be honest about what you actually want to do. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you always see people applying for like 30 different law firms Mm. and they like have no clue what any of them do. They're like Googling the firm and writing their cover letter like to suit that. Yes, yeah. And I just find the whole thing quite bizarre. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, just be truthful. And it's scary, right? Like it's scary to apply for one job and then if you don't get it, you're back at square one. I feel like you're putting all your eggs in one basket, I guess. Absolutely. Um, But I think the difference between an application of someone who's just going through the motions Mm. and someone who like – genuinely is really passionate about that work and really wants to be there Mm. um is very obvious okay okay right so yeah okay yeah Yeah. 
I agree. I think you've got to have passion in what you're applying for, not just applying for the sake of it. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, having an idea of what the organisation is that you're applying for. But also I think having an idea that you may not get to your end goal straight away. Yeah. Like an entry-level government job can sometimes be the perfect stepping stone into where you need to be. Yeah. So I think having a clear path of of your one goal, if you have Mm. one, and really having those steps out to how Mm. you get there I think will help. Because even if you don't get your dream job straight away, you can go, oh, I got this job that will get me there and tick it off the list and then mm, just kind of yeah. network within and work from there. I think yeah. that's some advice as well. Yeah. And then for um, criminal criminology students, um, what are the different ways that you think you could use a criminology degree within the AFP? I'll let you answer that. You've got I think um, – Yeah, I mean, most things can with anything Mm. to do with crime, having an understanding of crime, how people behave, why they Mm. commit crime. That helps in a lot of things, even understanding when you hear conversations between police officers, Mm -hmm. maybe you have a better idea. But I think intelligence is something maybe that would be good for criminology. I know a couple of my colleagues, they've done CT degrees okay, and they want to eventually end up in CT. So I guess having that niche understanding of counterterrorism is very valuable. Yes, And same with other forms of like yeah. the crime types okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. But in terms of what a crim degree can have, I actually have an email from Mark Brisky when I was still at uni. Oh, and yes. He gave me this list of all these things that you could apply for with a crim degree. So he... Yeah, because that was about to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what other things? Because I think crim, yeah, students often feel a bit like limited Lost. in that. It's, yeah. Well, what else can you do? Is it yeah. just like government or is it just even then what department do I just go straight into police? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had that as well when I did my psych degree. I, I really enjoyed psychology, but then I thought, I don't want to be a psychologist, so I don't right. know why yeah. I did it. But yeah. then crim was an awesome way because I had really had an interest in crime and why yes. people commit yeah. crime and it, the two kind of married together yeah, perfectly. Yeah, definitely. But you do feel a bit lost because you just don't know where it will get you. Yes. But yeah. um, this email, so he said, public service gazette jobs, um, APS graduate programs. So if you go on the APS website, you can filter it to grad programs, have all of the public service Commonwealth agencies with grad programs. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. um, yeah. So, yeah, Australian Public Service, Attorney General's Department. Yes. Um, Australian Secret Intelligence Service Graduate Program, Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission, so that's the ACIC, Defence Intelligence Organisation Grad Program, um, and any Home Affairs, Home Affairs Graduate Opportunities. Mm. So they're all kind of government-based. But yes. Yeah. yeah. It's more than just... Policing, Police. you've got so many yeah. different types there. Yeah, I guess people don't realise how many departments there are actually at play. Yeah. People kind of reduce it down to being like you have police at state and you have police at federal and yeah. that's the only place that yeah. I can go. So, yeah. no, that's really good to know that there are a sort of wide breadth of departments mm. that people can go to. Yeah, yeah. and even Absolutely. like with a law degree, like mm. um, Department of Public Prosecutions at the state level mm. and CDPP at the Commonwealth Most level, level. Yeah. great yeah. with a law degree. I've got some friends that are paralegals at yes. DPP mm-hmm. Yeah, and a law degree is a great way to get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah there are other things like that as well. Yeah. And on that as well, if um, there are people who, you know, are interested in doing investigative work but don't really want to be mm. a police officer and go yeah. through all of that, um, there are investigator positions available at most Commonwealth agencies. So um, Austrac, the ACIC. Services um, Australia. Services mm-hmm. Australia. Oh, okay. NDIS, which yeah. you might have seen in the news. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, ATO. Yeah, ATO, pretty much all of them have an investigative branch. Right. Okay. Okay. So even in the government departments that 
you wouldn't even think are involved yeah. with like it's classic sort of criminology. I guess they have all go if they've got that investigative element yes, to them, then absolutely. that is a place that you can use your criminology degree. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. That's mm. good to know. Yeah. So basically the entirety of government. You can yeah, just go pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you see. Yeah. Yeah. I before useful. I got offered my job after my internship, I actually applied for Department of Justice. Okay, so that's okay. cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, cool. And so how did you guys actually become interested, I guess, initially with criminology and deciding to study that degree in the first place? Like you put yourself back in like little year 12 (laughs) shoes or whatever. What was the reason that you were sort of like, this is something that I'm going to do? Um, Yeah, so I started, um, so I I briefly mentioned before, I did a double degree in law and criminology. Mm -hmm. Um, And I came into that straight out of high school Mm. and I knew I wanted to do a double degree. Mm -hmm. um, You know, it's an extra year and to get a whole other degree. Um, But I didn't really know what I wanted that second degree to be. So I started off doing um, politics and international relations. Yes. Um, And after a semester, I kind of realized it wasn't exactly what I uh, wanted to be doing. Mm. Um, and I'd done like an intro to criminology unit uh, and loved it. Mm. So I switched my second degree. Um, and yeah, I think it was a really great supplement to the law degree. Mm. It definitely was a nice reprieve from some yes. of the more boring <laughs> law units. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, it kind of, it, it was a really good nexus, I think, between the the legal theory and Real the application, life. Yeah. yeah, and real yeah. life and sociology and things yeah, like that. You get to I, see like how it practically works, absolutely. And then where the law is Rather working than for just it like, and where this it's is not. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Exactly, no. Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a killer combination. Yeah. Cool. Okay. No. Cool. Yeah, and so mine, I've touched on it before as well. I did a psychology degree to begin with. Yes. And yeah. I did that because I did psych in school and I really liked it. Yeah. Okay. And at UWA, they did a degree when um, you don't have to pick your major until your second year. Mm. So okay, cool. you got to do a variety of broadening units and different mm. things, and I really enjoyed the psych ones. Yes, So okay. I did that, um, but I didn't want to do honours, didn't want to be a psychologist or yes, anything. So, so yeah. I took six months break, and then I've always had a fascination with crime. I think a lot of crim students could agree that, like, serial killer podcasts and videos <laughs> and stuff, it's that what gets you intrigued. <laughs> it is. I'm slightly worried. It's concerning. <laughs> they come into cafe and they're like, oh, my gosh, so the recent thing I heard, and it's, like, talking about killing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and people are just talking about it like it's so normal, and it's like, yeah. no, this is actually quite heavy but it yeah it just really clicked with me I really enjoyed it and having the psych background really helped so I did a bachelor of crim majoring in legal studies so I did Mm. a little bit of law in there but Mm. um, mainly applied to criminology yeah and yeah I I really enjoyed it I think it's a really good unit and I actually found that um, even though I was studying externally I felt really supported I was a bit worried about that um, and I actually found I learnt some stuff better through Murdoch than UWA. Oh, okay. Not trying to talk <laughs> no. bad. Yeah. I had to do, like, statistics, the crim statistics uh, unit. Yes. And at UWA, and you it just never grasped. Yeah. And then with yeah. Murdoch, with Jamie Zander, it just clicked. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And oh, I just yeah. completely understood everything <laughs> that was going that's on. Good. So. <laughs> Perfect. Good to know mm. then. So you've both got two degrees. Do you think that having that um, the second to supplement criminology has helped you in your work with the AFP? I think so. Absolutely. Um, I mentioned before I use my law degree quite mm. a lot in mm. my day-to-day work, um, but I think more broadly as well, it, it really, really teaches you hard work. Um, yes. You know, yeah. when you're doing two degrees and you're most of us work, you know, 20, mm. 30 hours a week, um, trying to do extracurricular things. Mm. Yeah. 
um, mm-hmm. as well. It, it, you don't get through that without developing a really strong work mm-hmm. ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I rely on that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and with that, you're trying to juggle a social life as well and have all yeah. that fun that you're meant to have at uni. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I do agree. I think I always put that on a job application or um, one of my friends is studying I think criminology at Murdoch, she's in her first year mm. and she had an assignment, asked me to help her. And I said, yeah, I think the biggest thing is um, in every application, <laughs> I think the best thing that works is to say, I've studied full time, I work full time, I juggle all of this, I get good grades. Yes. Yes. I did that yeah. in my internship application and yes. that's what was mentioned to me in my interview. Yeah, they were really interested by that because I pretty much worked full time and studied full time. Yeah. 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 So that's a really good way to show that you can juggle everything. You can re- reprioritize your day and they're basic things on every job application that they try to ask. Yes. Yeah. I think as well like one thing that I found probably – confronting from doing the internship is in uni everything we look at is a very left-leaning view about everything and so So. to be in a policing environment and to hear that other side of things is really eye-opening and I think you see things in a different light right okay Um, yeah Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like an example but you know like I did essays about the Migration Act, Section 501, the cancellation on character grounds and yeah. everything. Yeah, but okay. then we, you can see things come through and you can see, okay, that's why that visa was, was cancelled. And you get yeah. more of an insight into a day-to-day or like a person-by-person basis yeah. and yeah. see, okay, like it's not as bad. Or like not 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 as bad, but like my essay was. Like you can kind see of, it's kind of its application rather yeah, than yeah yeah, and just, like you can obviously see there's flaws in yes. a lot of things, and that's yeah. what the whole point of the crim degree is. But yeah, it is really interesting to see that other perspective and speak to police officers, and they go, "No, I actually think this legislation should be that way because of ABC." Right. Yeah. yeah, and you get a really good view. I think that was something that shocked me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because I guess better. yeah, you're learning, and when they're teaching you that, they're like, "Look, this system already exists," but they're teaching you the elements that are maybe flawed with it or don't always work. Yeah. Big highlights and the reason, like a case, may have walked its way up to the high court mm. because yeah. there was an issue with it that was grounded. Yeah. So I guess seeing that flip side of where the system does work substantially most of the time and the reason why it exists the way it exists, yeah, yes. no, interesting. Okay, generally, are there any other points um, working at the AFP that yeah. feel anything else that's been like quite memorable? Yeah, yeah I think. Um, like I like to say in Perth that we're like a small but mighty office. Yes. Um, yeah. We all work very hard. Um, we're all very committed mm. to um, our cause. And, mm. you know, it's, it's great to just walk into work and be surrounded by people who are, you know, experienced, knowledgeable, passionate, um, and learn from them every day is just incredible. Yeah, like like-minded people. Yeah. And also it's almost like a family because we are a smaller office. Like mm, Sydney yeah. and Melbourne are so much bigger. Yes. And yeah. I think in Perth everyone gets along no matter how old you are, no matter where you've come from. I think yeah. everyone yeah. has a really good relationship with each other yeah. and that always cool. helps as That's well. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So do you have any advice that you would give your younger selves, whether about studying or applying for your jobs or when you first started at the AFP? Hmm. I would say to – Focus on your strengths and not your weaknesses. I know it's hard when, you know, you have like prescribed units Mm. that you have to do and they might not be of interest to you or they might not be, um, you know, the the skills might not come naturally to you. But I think when you get a little bit more advanced in your degree and you can start doing um, electives and specializing a little bit, Mm. I think, yeah, really like think critically about what you've, enjoyed Mm. and what you've done well in and like just focus on that and Mm. you know take it for all it's worth um yeah 
I think following what you just said there, it's, I think one thing maybe I could have told myself is just to not sweat the small stuff and think, okay, this unit is for a semester. Mm, I hate it. I just have to do it and just find a way, find a positive in there, find something that triggers your interest. And if Mm. you've got a choice of essay questions, choose the one that you're most interested Interested in, in. you know, just find something because it's so short term and you look back on it and you you would never want to look at your unit results and go, oh, I wish I did a bit more in that assignment and that's mm-hmm. just always what you have to look back on exactly. yes yeah. yeah it's it's a moment of pain for um a lifetime of gain <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. definitely yeah no, absolutely and so i don't know if leading into that if there's any advice you would give specifically to criminology students in particular if there's anything there yeah i think it's just be open-minded yeah, about yeah. your opportunities um i don't know if it's if you know that's if criminology students worry about um their job prospects Mm -hmm. um but I really don't think that there's a need to Mm. um you know when you're at uni it's very insular right like Mm, you're you're here every day and that's your life Mm. and I think when you enter the workforce um like I mentioned earlier there are you know spaces for criminology students or criminology graduates rather in pretty much every government agency yeah yeah um you just need to be bold enough to seek them out yeah um and don't be afraid to start from the bottom yes. <laughs> as well yeah like yeah yeah Get i think it was mentioned door. earlier like using those stepping stones if it's For a job sure. that you don't particularly want but it's on the pathway to get to the one yeah. that you would really like to do then take advantage yes. of that instead of being like oh no I'm mm-hmm. out of luck yeah. yeah and you just see everything as a learning experience and a lot of organizations including our own they'll do internal vacancies so right. okay. a lot more jobs are advertised internally than externally yes. just because you know people internally especially with us they've already done the clearances and yeah a lot of that stuff is already done so it's easier. easy to move yeah. people around so yes. I think yeah even getting into an organization even if it's not something that you absolutely love Mm. it's a great way to get in and you see how they operate and like the AFP we didn't really know what they did we did but not really (laughs) and the internship it would would have been a great experience if we did it and go wow I don't want to do that yes before you do like all the gateways and everything and then you're stuck in something you don't want to do yeah so even doing an intro job you can give it a go if you don't like it there'll be another job yes Yes. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a great point Mm. Yeah, and I think as well, if to, it'll be a lot quicker for people to progress within our organisation if they move to Canberra because mm, that's okay. where the HQ is. Yeah, yeah. I was and, about to yeah. ask, that was a question from before, like when you actually go through the graduate program, do they do you have a choice that you can be like, no, no, stay in Perth or do you get shuffled? We can't be shuffled. Yeah. <laughs> the majority get put in Canberra right. and then okay. only a fair few will get given to other states. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's you've got to be open to move if you want to do that. Right. And even yeah. to be sworn as a police officer within the AFP, normally they'll put members first out in general duties in Canberra. So mm. it's okay. like their state policing, like our mm. WA police, that's the AFP in Canberra. Yes. So you'll yeah. get put on general duties and you may be there for a couple of years. Right. So you okay. need to be open to, if you really want to get there, you might have to move. Yeah. 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 All right, I guess that's probably uh, all for now then. Thank you so much for both of you being here. Thank you. Taking time to talk to us and to explain the mysterious AFP (laughs) (laughs) to us, which is great. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was great. We wish to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the land of the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation and pay our respect to elders past and present. We respect the knowledge and laws that traditional elders and Aboriginal people in this place hold 
and pass on from generation to generation. We'd also like to acknowledge the country that you are listening on and pay our respect to any other Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people that are listening today. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, the College of Law. Follow Murdoch Student Law Society on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on our next episodes.